that was it. That did it for me. No, I'm not drinking. I'm not, not, I'm not doing it. Not gonna. If that wasn't confirmation that I'm on the right path and that this is the way to live my life, I don't know what is. I mean, I I didn't plan it. I just, you know, I read. It was just one day when I finally was tired. Welcome to Becoming Frank. This is a podcast about one man's descent into darkness and his quest to find himself again. A journey of self-discovery, self-realization, and hope. An attempt at taking an in-depth, honest, and truthful look at himself. Welcome to Becoming Frank. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode eight of Becoming Frank. Um, I gotta tell you, this episode's probably not going to be too long because uh, not a lot of got to work out or work through this week. Um, I've been feeling really good this past week. A lot of great things have gone on in my life the past couple of weeks, or maybe I should say I've been able to recognize that a lot of great things have been going on in my life the past couple of weeks because they probably were always there, but I was just not ready or wanting to accept that, you know, life is really good. It really, really is. And uh, it always is. We just don't see it. You know, sometimes we just either choose to not see it. We want to be miserable. We want to be mad. We want to be angry. Or we're just, we don't think, think we deserve it. We don't think we desire the happiness. We, well, I don't say desire. We all or we think we have to desire happiness. How about putting it that way? Happiness, I was just telling somebody this recently, it's not um, It's not a desire. It's not, um, it's not a reward. It's not a lack of punishment. It's a state of being. You just, just be happy. And I get it, you know, people are going to be listening to saying, oh, that's it. yeah, it's easy for you to say, you know. It is easy for me to say. It's easy for me to be, too. Just as easy it is to be mad and to be angry. You could be any one of those things very easily. You know? Granted, being happy might take a little bit more because we are so easy to go into being mad and being negative. And that's, you know, then we have conflict, as I talked about last time. Your brain wants to conflict because then it gets something to resolve. Being happy, it has no work to do. You just be. And there you are. Uh, and I've been uh, trying to like focus my mind on understanding that the things that make me angry when I do get angry and I have that little outburst, uh, there's a reason for that. There's definitely a reason for that. And now I've been thinking like, is it because I'm jealous of that person or jealous of that situation or I desire that situation? Um, and that's probably true on some level because, you know, like I said, uh, I've been reading. Um, thank you, Steve Calloran, for recommending this book. It's called I Am That. 
It's by a guru. Um, I'll try to pronounce his name. I'll probably get it wrong, but Sri Nasargadatta Maharaj. Maharaj being the main thing, M-A-H-A-R-A-J. I suggest you go look it up and find it and buy it. I am that if you're dealing with um, your mind not being in a good place. It is amazing. It is really, really reconfigured how I think about a lot of things. I'm almost through with the book now. And, you know, there's a lot of things that I used to deal with um, was um, projection of my fears into the future, um, assuming outcomes were going to be that way based on what had happened in the past, um, letting my desires um, control um, the, and control my emotions. And so basically, I try not to desire anything too much now. I just accept that it'll be the way it is. Um, I, of course, I'm not saying I don't desire stuff. I want things, you know. I definitely, I would love to, you know, have a nice house, but that's my own, and, you know, a beautiful wife and all the the trappings of the great American life, or trappings, yes, I meant that word. Um, but I don't feel so much that I'm less of a person because I don't have them. And realizing that the desire to have them creates negative emotions. So just let it happen. If it's meant to be, it'll be. Um, And that's where I've kind of gotten into my mindset lately, being a little more open to that and accepting that, you know what, my past is my past. I've made mistakes, but I've got a lot of experience, you know. I was talking to somebody recently and, you know, and actually an old high school friend. We were at his house, his um, basically, you know, mansion, McMansion, if you want to call it, you know, beautiful wife, lots of kids, you know, friends all over the place, beautiful yard. We're sitting there and, you know, I'm looking at what he's got and I'm thinking about what I've got and I'm like, God, wow. And so I said to him, I said, yeah, man, well, you know, I made a lot of mistakes in life. You know, I did what I could do. He's, he actually said something that made me feel good. He said, you know, hey, if you had never went out to California and Hollywood and chased that dream and done it, you'd always be have regret that you never had. And, you know, now that you're older, you can still get the wife and the house and the life and everything, but you probably couldn't just go run off and live in Hollywood at this age. The rest of us can't really get up and do that now. We have too many things that trap us here. So be grateful you went and did it. You know, he's like, I'm jealous of the fact that you went and did that. So I guess, you know, we all choose our paths and we all do our things and you know, that made me feel good. Even if he was just saying it to make me feel better, um, it did work. So thank you. Um, but uh, I said, the book, I'm going to repeat it. I am that. There's so many things. I could, I'm going to turn you right now to the last thing I read last night before I put this back down. And here, I mean, just sayings like this, change your mindset. To act from desire and fear is bondage. To act from love is freedom. There you go. You know, how many times do you, me, all of us act from fear and desire? 
And they usually go hand in hand because if you desire something, you fear that you might not have it. And then you get stuck into a weird mental loop where you start freaking out like, well, what if it doesn't go the way I want it? And what if I, why am I even doing this? What am I doing? Why? Why do we do this to ourselves? I don't know. Because our minds are designed for conflict resolution. Um, so that's why we do it. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm, well, yeah, I am. Who am I kidding? Uh, we love to say, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah, you are. You know, it'll come up. It'll happen again. But hopefully, as you work on it, just like anything else, practice, practice, practice. As you work on it, you start to realize that it's happening. Okay, I'm doing that. I'm doing that negative thing right now. Stop. Shut it off. Don't. Don't go down that path. Stop. Why? Why are you doing it? Analyze it. Why are you doing this? What, what's going to, is anything going to get better if you keep doing this? Probably not. So stop. There you go. Happy again. Boom. Stay in the now. Stay calm. Stay out. Don't desire outcomes. Then you won't have fear. Just try to stay in love. Try to love everything. Love you mostly love you. When you love yourself, it makes it a lot easier to start loving everybody else. Because that's really, you know, I know when I project my um, dissatisfaction with myself onto others, that's when I usually don't like that person. Why don't I like that person? You know, you have a coworker who's just happy-go-lucky. They don't care. They're not even going to put the effort in. They're just going about their own business, doing their things for themselves. And you're like, I can't really... You know why? You're jealous. Now, it doesn't mean you should be slacking, you know what I mean? But you should just let that person be that person. That's who they are. Don't judge them. Do not... Um, Project your own insecurities, your own fears, your own desires onto them and be upset with them because they don't think like you. And that's something I've been working on a lot lately with uh, the people in my life, trying to not judge them or expect anything more from them than who they are. Just let them be who they are. You know, even if you see that they're making bad decisions, they're going down the wrong path they repeating the same cycles over and over again and you know that they can change it uh, you got to let them do it and you can't take it in internally you can't take it to yourself because it's not yours it's not your lesson to teach it's not your lesson to force it's not your job to make their life better your job is to make you comfortable and happy and content with yourself and you're not going to be if you're worried about other people's lives so that's that uh like i said it's probably gonna be a short one because not a lot to complain about i've had uh, a lot of good things i said uh uh meeting up with old friends uh, a lot of when i first left hollywood <laughs> the way i left hollywood crawling on my hands and knees, heading to a grave was where I was heading. Um, I left and it had, I had such a negative attitude about what was in L.A., not because of L.A., just because of myself and how I had failed <laughs> is how I looked at it. Now I just, you know, I fell apart. And, I, and so L.A. and Hollywood, all the years, 
to me had this, I didn't, done. I don't want to think about them. I don't want to remember them. They're, they were bad. They were ugly. That's how I looked at it. And in the past couple of weeks, having, I went and seen Drama Rama and got to meet up with Mike Davis and John Eastdale and then my old guitar player John went to the show with me and so met up with him and then Christopher the minister these are all people though besides John well even John John went to LA with me the first time you know we went out there all these were good people and good things from LA and they all started to remind me and have me remember all the great times and all the good experiences and all the um the <laughs> all the positive that came out of my time in LA and it wasn't just this dark negative thing I can actually move past that dark ending of it now and realize what a fucking good time LA was it really was it what I mean a great 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 part of my life it was and the friends that I made at that time I'll have forever now I've proven by going to meet up with a few of them so I know all the rest of you fuckers that are out there are still my buddies and I, I'm looking forward to as the years come up and the months go by that we get together again. I will be back in L.A. hopefully before the year's out just to visit. Um, and, uh, you know, it's good to, you know, like I said, now the sun is shining pretty much con constantly on me. Uh, I have my moments. Don't get me wrong. You know, I still snap. You know, when I get cut off in traffic, I still get aggravated when I see, you know, somebody who's using the... Uh, self-checkout line and doesn't know how to, um, you know, I still get mad when, you know, a coworker does that dumbass thing that you're like, really, you're still going to do that? All those little things still get to me, and I'm trying to change that about myself so that I understand that, you know, if something's, if somebody cuts me off in traffic, I try to look at it like, well, and they just saved me from something that might have happened. You know, maybe if I had gotten past them and got there first, I'd have been in an accident, whatever. I'm just really trying to not get angry. That being said, I flipped off somebody and honked my horn at them yesterday because they did that. But I'm getting better. I am. I am. Um, I don't know when you'll be listening to this podcast, but... Uh, August 12th is my birthday. Um, I'll be 55 years old. I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, could it be 55 years old? For a couple of reasons. One, Jesus Christ, I'm 55 years old. I can now move into it as active adult communities if I wanted to. Um, and uh, here, here I come. Um, no, but... And also because, quite honestly, you know, you, if you listen to any of my podcasts or you know anything about me, you know that I was in a pretty dark place and I didn't know that I would make it to here. Um, but I have and I'm grateful. Like I said, I'm in the best, best shape of my life, really. Mentally, physically, um, emotionally. It's, uh, it's a really good way to be turning 55 if you're going to turn 55. And so... Because I am turning 55, and it is my birthday, I had thought in my head, you know what I'm going to do? Because I don't like to be defined by any labels right now. And so I kind of started thinking that, you know, 
this um, sobriety thing, this, uh, well, you know, I'm going to be, I'm sober, I don't drink, I can't, you know, that started to get into my mind like, well, what do you mean you can't? You can do anything. You're in control of everything. Like, you know, people drink all the time. It's a part of their life. You know what I mean? They don't, they're not alcoholics. You know what I mean? Why can't you just on your birthday, you know, get a bottle of some really good whiskey, a good scotch, maybe a bottle of McAllen, an $80 bottle of McAllen, pour yourself a nice rocks glass, smoke a cigar, enjoy, and then no, not drink again for you know, however long until something else comes up that you want to celebrate. And I started to convince myself, you know, yeah, let's try this. We can do this. You know, so tomorrow's my birthday. If you, today, this is being recorded on the 11th. And so I was looking at my calendar though. And as it started to get closer to this day, I started looking at the days of which I've been sober I write it down on the calendar all the time, like I said, um, I, since the first day, day one. And I started to notice that now as 549, 5, 543, when I first had the thought about maybe drinking, it was like two weeks out, and then I started counting the days up, and I looked at it, and that could, well, I could, I can believe it, but it was unbelievable that on August 12th when I turned 55 I will have been sober for 555 days that was it that did it for me no I'm not drinking I'm not not I'm not doing it not gonna if that wasn't confirmation that I'm on the right path and that this is the way to live my life I don't know what is. I mean, I I didn't plan it. I just, you know, I read. There was just one day when I finally was tired of me being an alcoholic and being that loser and having that disease and just saying, no, I'm not doing this. I just randomly, one day, I just said, this is it. There's no way I could have known that a year and a half later or so on my birthday, it would be day 555 when I turned 55. And... You know, anybody who sees my posts on my Facebook, um, my Instagram, you know I'm always putting the 1111 or the 111 or 444, 555, whenever those numbers, the angel numbers as they're referred to come up, I tend to post them. I, you can't get more <laughs> spiritual, gateway, angel, whatever you want to refer to it as. Man, I couldn't get the message any stronger than 555. 55, just, okay, so no, we're not going to drink. <laughs> I was actually, when I was at Christopher's uh, birthday party, I was talking to um, the girl there who was tending bar. Um, she's a young and very spiritual, though. You could just sense it. And I started to tell her about, you know, the 555 and 55, and I was worded the conversation in such a way where I was thinking about having a drink. And 
hadn't gotten to the point yet where I told her I made a decision I wasn't. And the look on her face just was like, no, she, her eyes were like looking at me and she was shaking her head back and forth. Like, no, you know, you're not supposed to. That's the, and I was like, exactly. I looked at her. I was like, yes, you're, you're confirmation for me now, but I already knew that's yeah. Five, 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 55. Yeah. We're not drinking. Not going to happen. Don't need to. And so that made me a, Maybe feel good and strong and proud, you know, and so there's that. The uh, other thing that has become reawakened in me um, to a point where I'm like, really, I actually posted a silly little video of me just banging out some chords and, you know, playing a, a little song we call the egg song because of the lyrics, life goes over easy when the sunny side is up. Um, scrambled and fried and we couldn't fit poached in but that was the thing when uh, we wrote the song and but I've been playing the guitar a lot lately I'm not a good guitar player by any means I never desired to shred um, I just wanted to be able to bang out some chords and get these melodies in my head out you know um, as I do, I make the joke to the guy at work, he's like, oh, you're a guitar player. I'm like, eh, I use the guitar like a baby uses a breast just to get what I need out of it. That's it. Sustenance. It has no more for me than that. But I have gone on stage playing guitar. My old bass player, Bo Glasschild, God bless him. He was the one that said, you know, I was just a singer and him and I were together writing tunes and, uh, he was like, uh, we had gotten, got, we had booked a gig when it was just him and I writing a few songs because we were crazy that way. So then we got a drummer and then we got a guitar player. Uh, but the guitar, the drummer stayed for a long time with us. But the guitar players, we went through a couple of them. And finally, Bo was like, you're the guitar player. I'm, nah, no, I don't know how to play guitar. He's like, get a guitar. You'll know how to play. So I picked up guitar and, you know, I taught myself some chords and... That's it. I've never desired to do any more than that. But lately I've been banging out a lot of chords again and sitting in the basement singing, feeling really good about it. So um, I'm going to be doing some open mic stuff coming up because I really want to get back out on stage and play. Um, mainly because I realized that when I get on stage the next time, it'll be the first time I'll be doing it sober. Um through all my times in my life, I never, ever was completely sober on stage. I either had a couple beers, later on shots of whiskey or tequila, you know, um, high as all hell on weed or coke sometimes, you know, but never, ever completely sober. So I want to do that. That'll be a nice experience. And uh, actually got a couple things. I've been working on some stuff, recording it. Um, got a couple of friends that... Uh, I'm going to be enlisting to uh, add some tracks to it, and hopefully, to you know, if it's anything worth sharing, I will. Um, I think it will be. Um, and uh, so, like I said, life's been good. I really have nothing to complain about. Um, I've been blessed. Maybe it's birthday bliss. I don't know. I guess most people, though, that would be turning 55 would be like, but I'm not. I'm happy. And I want everybody else to be happy, you know. I'm trying not to be as moody and as uh, cynical as I was. I'm trying to see the beauty in life. Um, 
going back out and hiking with a dear friend recently who I hadn't seen in a month or so or longer um, makes me happy. Uh, so, you know, I'm just create, trying to create happiness in my world. I want you guys to create happiness in your worlds. Just, you know, like I said, cut down on the desires that, uh, you know, it's okay to want. I guess it's okay to want stuff, but don't want it to the point where it's going to um, make you miserable if you don't have it, you know, and don't, don't do that to yourself because, you know, just be you. You're bigger than this. You're bigger than this whole, this life. You're bigger than your body. That's the thing. You're bigger, you're, you're bigger than your mind. Your consciousness is beyond all that. Yes, I have been reading <laughs> from the Guru uh, Maharaj, obviously, but it is true. It is true, and it's, um, it's not easy. It's, I mean, I, believe me, I've been reading this book for a couple months. It's just been the past week when it's finally starting to sink into me. Um, but again, this is about becoming Frank. I said this is episode eight, so there's only going to be three more of these because, um, of course, it's going to be 11 and it'll be the first season. So one, 11. Um, and I got a couple things that I do need to... <laughs> um, get off my consciousness, my soul, some things that, uh, uh, some, re I, in May I had a realization of, um, an event from my youth when I was, that I had obviously buried for a long time and I've been afraid to talk about it, but, um, it's something I'm going to have to talk about and get out there, you know, so, because I know I've learned that by, dealing with the hurt and the pain that I got from my uh, relationship, my marriage, um, dealing with my alcoholism and putting that out there, um, dealing, saying, you know, how I kind of threw things away and accepting that. To, all those things have made me a better person so far. So, you know, trying to clear this stuff out so that it doesn't eat me up inside and, um, you know, because I think that when you have those moments where you snap and you get angry, it's probably because there's stuff that we haven't dealt with that we have inside of us that if we just dealt with it and got it out, we'd be um, a lot better off. And then, you know, there's no secrets anymore. You're not even keeping secrets from yourself because that's the thing. We kind of keep the secrets from ourselves. And this one here, like I said, I, I've been dealing with it. There, I'm sure hopefully there's not too much more in there. I think this is probably going to be the... This is definitely a main one, but uh, but I'm not ready yet. I've been formulating how I want to tackle it because it encompasses a whole mess of stuff in my life and a whole lifetime of events <laughs> that were influenced. And uh, but to become frank with myself um, and to become frank. I need to face up to these things and be honest with them and be frank about it. And so I will. And with that, I'm going to wrap this up because I'm going to go do some music now. Love y'all. Especially, you know, <laughs> thank you to, for listening. I love y'all. I know I've been looking. There's The downloads have gotten to be uh, less and less every week. So I know I'm kind of boring people and they're kind of getting tired of hearing me ramble on about my uh, life. But you know what? 
Um, I'm glad to be able to say I'm happy this week, and I've been happy for the past couple weeks uh, between a few little normal aggravation, regular annoyances. Um, Overall, mindset's been good. Um, Yeah. Thank you for listening. I hope you got something from this that you can apply in your own life, even if it's just a new way of looking at yourself when you look in the mirror, finding hope, knowing that you have the power to make any change you wish. You can be whatever you want to be. You have that power. It's in your mind. I remind you again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not licensed by anybody. I'm just a guy who chased a dream and found himself trapped in a nightmare of his own making. And by taking a hard look at who I'd become and why, I've begun my journey out of the darkness of the nightmare and into the light of reality. I just hope that the damage I've done to myself and the way I've begun repairing it can help others find their way out too. If you like what you heard, leave a five-star review and a comment. Those go a long way. And if you'd like to contribute in any way, you can visit our Patreon page, Becoming Frank.